Welcome to the CMB Fantasy Football League Podcast. Welcome back into another edition of the CMB Fantasy Football League Podcast. It is Tuesday, November 26th, two days away from Thanksgiving, episode 130. I'm your host, Jordan Pace. Join with me as always by my co-host, Zach Henson. Zach, happy holidays. Happy Thanksgiving. Do you say happy holidays for Thanksgiving? I can't remember if that's included in the, in the like the bundle of, of holidays. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I uh, I think around Thanksgiving, I just go with Thanksgiving, and then uh, when Christmas is here, it's usually holidays. All right, so we won't do a sneak draft of our favorite Thanksgiving foods because I'm pretty sure we've done that in the past. We but have. Zach, yeah. I, I will just open the floor right now. You can just give credit to whoever makes your favorite dishes. Mm-hmm. I know Sarah does the, the pineapple casserole, right? Yes, that is a staple. Must have. What What else? Who else do you want to give thanks to this, this time of year? Um, I also, my mom makes a great turkey. I don't know. It's just fantastic. Um, also, Sarah will make a strawberry pie, hopefully. That is fantastic as well. It's like a hot strawberry pie. It's awesome. Oh, man. And like the whole house will smell like it. And I'll feel like I need to eat it all the time. Um, and one thing that was missing last year, which I, I've already voiced my displeasure that needs to make a return, and it's it's a given, but it's it's uh, macaroni and cheese. Like it's it's got to be there. Oh yeah, staple. And, and it was gone last year. So, um, and that was at Sarah's side of the family. I think um, mom had that for us at our side of the family. But so, anyways, hopefully we will uh, have some macaroni and cheese. So, what about you? Um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, my, my mother-in-law, Kathy, she makes a great macaroni and cheese. It's kind of a unique, uh, recipe for mac and cheese. I really enjoy that. Um, my parents just kind of the standards, right. Um, but I, yeah, I'm, I'm just looking forward to it. We have a weird Thanksgiving this year because Brandy, uh, my wife's a nurse. So she has to actually work at the hospital all day Thursday. Oh, okay. Yeah. So our, our first Thanksgiving together as a married couple, and we're going to be, uh, you know, an hour apart or so. So that kind of stinks, but, uh, the food, man, this is the food holiday. It is good time. You have a, you have a three-year-old, Zach. Is Winnie Kate like a super picky eater? Like, what is she? What will she eat tomorrow on a Thursday? Yeah, that's a great question. She is very picky. Um, I don't know what she will eat tomorrow, so she'll definitely eat macaroni and cheese stuff like that. But uh, I can't see her going for uh, too many things, honestly. So we'll have to see. Well, with this being the Thanksgiving episode, we will give thanks throughout this episode, but we're also going to give thanks on behalf of some of our teams in our league of players that they have to be thankful for this time of year because we have one week left in the regular season. This is the last week for two final playoff spots. So if you're not in, this is the time to get in. And there there are people that have a lot of players to be thankful for this time of year. Yeah. Do you want me to read the, the ones that I have? Let's do this. Let's save it for our when we do the picks of the week and when we get okay. to the teams matchup. Yeah, we'll see who they're thankful for, and okay. maybe maybe you and I can look at their matchup and say I think they should be thankful for this player. Okay, all right. But Zach, a short episode this week. We we wanted to record on Tuesday so Zach and I could could do Thanksgiving stuff Wednesday and Thursday with the families. So an abbreviated episode. No Fab players uh, as of yet, of course. Trade deadline's over, uh, so this is this is gonna be a quick one. Let's do it. All right, Zach, let's recap week 12 and our trip around the league. Let's take a trip around the league. Zach, do you have our all-pro team ready? I do. Top quarterback, Lamar Jackson. And number two quarterback, you know who. 
don't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ryan Tannehill came in very close to Lamar Jackson, 42.95 points. Um, a tweet uh, that, I, that I want to read here, it says, since Ryan T- Tannehill became the starter, here's a list of the quarterbacks who have played a minimum of four games. Um, yeah, who have played a minimum of four games who have averaged more fantasy points per game than Ryan Tannehill. Would you like to guess who? Say that one. So, so since Tannehill became the starter, here's a list of quarterbacks who have played a minimum of four games who have averaged more fantasy points per game than Tannehill. Oh, it's, it's got to be Lamar and – I don't know. That's the only player I can think in Russell Wilson. There's only one, Lamar Jackson. Wow. So since Tannehill started – only Lamar Jackson has averaged more points than him. That's and, and, and Tannehill is still sitting on Jordan Awanison's bench. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, Tannehill's looking good. Um, do you feel like Marcus Mariota could have done just as well, or do you think that this is truly Tannehill being the? No, they they needed to make a change. It yeah. was it was not necessarily like like yes, physically they needed a change. They needed a spark on offense, but I think yeah. like the psyche of the team they needed to switch up. Yeah. All right, your top wide receiver, Chris Godwin, for Risher, 37.40 points. Jarvis Landry, 36.80 for Jordan Iwanazin. Your top running backs, Leonard Fournette, 36.90 for the East Coast Wombats. McCaffrey for us, 34.30. Your top tight end, Zach Ertz, 27.10 for Big Orange Bullies. Your top flex, Pace, DJ Moore, 31.40. How's it feel? Feels great. Two weeks coming around strong, yeah. Uh, Top kicker, Dustin Hopkins. For Washington, Chase McLaughlin for San Francisco, both tied with 14 points. They're both free agents uh, currently right now on the wire. Your top DST was Washington, 23 points, which is currently a free agent as well. And your top IDPs, Fred Warner, IDP still suck, 20.75 points. Joe Schobert, who I feel like is a staple on this, 19.25 for Greco. Eric Reed for us, 19.25. And your top two DBs, Fabian Moreau, I'm not sure. 18 points, free agent, Washington quarterback. Go get him. Carlton Davis the third, 17.75 points, who is a cornerback for Tampa Bay, bringing your total to, and I hope this is right, 37, 378.85 points. Uh, that- yeah, I had .25, but whatever. Semantic. Oh, yeah, I mean. So we're, we're eight points up, though, from week 11. Yeah. And it's still, though, it's the second lowest total all season. So – Last two weeks, uh, low numbers in the All-Pro team. But Zach, I just want to say congratulations. Uh, thank you. Because you are now the owner of the player that we want to skip over during the All-Pro team. Because like the last three weeks, it's been Lamar Jackson. He is the oh, new, yeah. He yeah. is the new Patriots defense and special teams. Yeah, we. Uh, I just left Lamar's name up there when I was making the All-Pro list, so I knew he was it. Yeah, and so you, you mentioned Ryan Tannehill being the number two quarterback. Do you know who number three through six were in week 12? Do not. Who was it? Sam Darnold, Jameis <laughs> Winston, Baker Mayfield, and Kyle Allen. I kid you oh, not. Oh, man. Wow. What a week for the quarterbacks. You wow. mentioned Chris, Chris Godwin. Biggest, it's his biggest week. So he had 36.8 points in, in week 12. Biggest week since he put up 41 in week four. And it's kind of a similar stat line to that week. He had seven catches, 184 yards, and two touchdowns last week. Monster week. He is the number two receiver right now in CMB, Zach. Do you know who number one is? Still Michael Thomas. It is Michael Thomas. Yeah. He's ahead of the pack by 25 points. Yep. He's been it's going to it's, it's take a lot for somebody to catch up to, to Michael Thomas. Yeah. And, and Michael Thomas probably this week will break the single-season receptions record. It's insane 
the amount of catches he's putting up. And what's so impressive is that he did that with uh, Teddy Bridgewater there too, you know, yeah. Drew Brees, changing quarterbacks, really impressive. Absolutely. Uh, Jarvis Landry, this is his first week on the All-Pro team. Uh, all season, first week as well, that he went over 25 points. Uh, he's had a touchdown in four straight weeks, which is – that sets up for a nice finish for Jordan Iwanazin, yes. who uh, Jordan's trying to get that last spot, uh, one of the last spots left in the playoff hunt. So yep. I'll need another big week for Jarvis. Leonard Fournette, who traditionally has not had good games against the Titans since he was drafted in 2017, he has – his biggest roadblock has been the Titans' defense in those games he plays them twice a year and really has not been able to do much against them but this week this past week uh, most of his points came in garbage time he had two one-yard touchdown runs after the score had already gotten 35 to 3 the titans were up by that much i can't even remember the last time that happened um and it is only the it is only the second week all season that bornett's gone over 25 points so yeah uh, i don't know if it's been a disappointment at all uh, i think he might have been a, a late second round pick or early second round pick but uh, Leonard Fournette, big week in week 12. Yep. Zach, again, congrats on McCaffrey, yet another player that everyone's tired of talking about. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Zach Ertz, the tight end you mentioned. Both players in the Jarvis Landry-Zach Ertz trade made between Big Orange Bullies and Isaiah 4031, they were on the all-pro uh, team for week 12. Yeah, this is a pretty big week for Ertz. I think it's his, his biggest uh, fantasy point game of the season with 27.10. So his last three games, he's had 25.30, 18.40, and then 27.10. So he's kind of come alive, uh, especially with targets the last three games. Well, it's funny, too, because that trade I just mentioned. So, you know, Big Orange Bullies and Isaiah, they swapped Landry and Ertz, and a couple of other players were involved. But Ertz and Landry, for both of those teams, like for Chase and Carver and for Jordan, those, those were the guys they wanted to just dump. They were tired of all the weeks of five or fewer points. And then, of course, after they make the trade, each, <laughs> each player gets on the all-pro team. Right, yeah. So yeah. maybe it's uh, maybe it's good for both of them. Change yeah, the scenery. Might call it a wash. Yeah. Uh, the flex player you mentioned, DJ Moore, only a second week all season over twenty points, but he's somehow still the wide receiver eleven in CMB. Yeah, I, DJ Moore's been great, man. I mean, he's getting a lot of targets. Um, Kyle Island's looking his way. So I mean, can't can't ask for too much more, you know, with uh, Allen being the quarterback there. I mean, his targets nine, ten, eleven, fifteen, and nine. I mean, that's great. The biggest surprise of the season, of the week, was definitely Washington's defense special teams being the number one at that spot. Uh, 23 points, so not that high, but do you know uh, the, the Patriots, do you know where they rank this week, their defense special teams? No, where are they? Number 10 overall for this past oh, week. Oh, man. But they are still the number one defense and special teams <laughs> season yeah. by 48 points. <laughs> Goodness just ridiculous so yeah. uh we'll move on from the all pro team and let, let's talk standing zach so something weird happened uh last week where we recorded on wednesday wednesday evening i believe thursday morning and we only had like two or three teams that had clinched a playoff spot and then after the stat corrections on thursday we noticed a bunch of teams got uh their their playoff clinching spots so Zach, where are we at right now in the playoffs? Who's in the race? Who's out of the race? What, what are you seeing right now in the standings? Yeah, so after that stat correction, which is crazy, we've had two teams win by .05 points this year. Um, but after that, it looked like Tecmo, Clinch, Greco, and Kemp's crew. Is that right? I think those three. That's right, yep. Um, and so it's. I still think it's amazing that we still have two playoff spots up for grabs on the last week that you were eligible. So we got uh, Big Orange Bullies pace yourself mm-hmm. isaiah 40 31 
and Kevin, your worst nightmare, all at five and seven, um, fighting for that last playoff spot. And then, I mean, past that, you've got, um, I, I think, strong side safe, which I can't even believe that they're in 11th place. They could, um, make, they could make the playoffs, though. Like, if, you, if, if I lose, if me or Chase loses this week, or Chase yeah. Carver, either, if either of our teams lose this week, and then Jordan and Kevin both lose as well, I mean, strong side has the most points for of all the teams I just mentioned. Is there a way for West Coast to get in there too? No, because they are so far down in points for. Yeah, who they play this week? They got they play Big Orange Bullies. Yeah, man, I don't know. Strong side with Greg Co. If Greg, if they beat, yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, who knows? I mean, Maybe West Coast could. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but man, the matchup that we are all watching is for yes. this. <laughs> Is for the ice bucket down here. The uh, Almond Brothers down at three and nine, and Dragon Energy uh, Rish getting that stat correction was huge. I thought he was destined for the ice bucket, but he has won two in a row, sitting in thirteenth place. Almond Brothers in last place, three and nine, and they Dragon Energy and Almond Brothers play each other this week. Yep. I mean, this is. This is the matchup of the week for sure. So here's the thing. If you, when you look at points four, so the Allman brothers, they're, they're standing alone at three and nine. Rish is at four and eight. So the only way that Rish could get the ice bucket is if he loses, obviously, this matchup, and he loses by 50.36 points. Really? Just, exactly. It has to be 50.36 points he has to lose by because he's ahead by 50.35 in points four over the Allman brothers. So he has to lose and lose by 50.36. This is going to be a a very fun matchup to watch. I don't see Rish losing by that much. It feels like it's going to the Almond Brothers, but crazier things have happened. Yeah, wow. (laughs) So this is is an exciting week. We have some really good matchups that we're looking forward to talking about. I mean, you just mentioned the Ice Bucket. Uh, Some some close teams in the standings. East Coast at number two versus Tecmo at number four. Uh, this 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 current playoff seating, though, I should say, is definitely going to be different come next week. Yeah, and uh, also, I was just thinking about this, too, was if they do move the NFL schedule to 17 games, like is being talked about a lot, right. I think that would move us to double elimination um, as a format for fantasy football moving forward, and that would be fantastic. I yeah, think I think you're right. I think that would be the way to go. And uh, so, yeah, I think – if that if that happens in the off season, we could have a double elimination tournament next it would, year. It'd be fun. Well, it would essentially add another week to the season, obviously, but it would give teams. The way I've heard the rumor is teams would now have an extra bye week, so that would yep. make the entire season Whoa. just crazy having Whoa. two bye weeks. Oh man, yeah, yeah. So and, um, Dan Patrick, I mean, listening on his show in the morning, he thinks it's it's going to happen. So yeah, it'll be interesting. So yeah, so I I'll be surprised. I think we'll we'll find out probably in March or uh, April sometime next year if that's going to happen. But man, I'm I'm hearing it's it's there's a good chance. And if we have two bye weeks, I mean that would make fan the entire season interesting, not just the yes. last couple of weeks, but yeah. throughout. So uh, that is your current playoff seating. Um, you know, of course, the teams at the top, you know, H and F back at number one. Uh, the two nine and three teams though, H and F and East Coast. Uh, pretty tight in terms of points for you guys are only up by like you know six points right now so yep. I'd stay in really close at the top yeah all right Zach let's move on to the standings and the pick'em challenge so not a whole lot changed last week there was a little bit of shake up Jeff Gall remains at the top spot he's four pe- points ahead of the pack uh, so Jeff at 53 points Jake Kemp's crew at 49 and then it's everybody else so 
you know, Jeff still is, you know, went five and two last week. I mean, nobody's catching up to this guy. Yeah. As long as he keeps making his picks and, uh, you know, he's only got four points though on Jake. I, I could see it happening, but, uh, as long as Jeff keeps making the picks like he has, then, uh, yeah, I think that Jeff and Ray will have the number one selection in the draft next year. Zach, what's been more fun for me the last couple of weeks is seeing your bold prediction coming true. So let's look at our week 12 locks and bold predictions and review those. So I locked IDP still suck and they won their matchup over Kemp's crew. Jake was really confident by the way, in his matchup. Uh, he was, yeah. he was, we're in a little text thread and uh, I think he was, he was thinking it was over on Thursday night. Yeah. He said, uh, by the way, IDPs is going down. I think that was the quote, something like that. Well, he said that on Thursday night after he's playing against DeAndre Hopkins, who had 27 points on Thursday. So I oh, think yeah. he was he was just trying to, like, reverse jinx it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so that was my lock. My bold prediction was that H&F, you guys would have the largest margin of victory. And you guys won by 72.30 points over West Coast Wombats. The largest margin, though, was East Coast was 73.15 points over Strong Side. So wow. less than a full point. You were close. We'll Very give you close. Half credit. Half credit. All right, and then uh, Zach, your lock was the Almond Brothers. They lost, of course, putting them in the ice bucket uh, matchup of the week. And then your bold prediction, Zach, was that Baker Mayfield would finish in the top ten of quarterbacks, and of course, he was the number four QB. So I don't know how 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 bold do you think that was? Saying Mayfield would be top ten. I mean, it wasn't that bold. I should have said top five. That would have been really bold. Yeah, that would have been really bold. Yeah. Yeah, we'll still give you the full credit though. Appreciate it. Uh, but that's, I think that's three in, a, three in a row for you, Zach, of, of bold predictions. Yeah. It's, uh, I hope everybody's ready for this week. All right. Well, let's make some more bold predictions, make some more picks. We'll do our week 13 picks of the week. Picks of the week. Zach, let's call this the week 13 picks of the week Thanksgiving edition because we're going to talk about some of these matchups and, and some of the players on these teams that they should be thankful for. Zach, did you actually get responses from people in the league about players that they're thankful for? Yeah, I did. I got a good amount of responses. You want to hear them? Yeah, so let's go team by team or matchup by matchup. And if there's a player on a team that, that responded to you, we'll, we'll read off their, uh, their, their player they're thankful for. And then maybe we'll, we'll pick up those matchups and, and pick those players. So we, are okay. we good? Let's go for it. All right, let's go. First matchup here. This is big orange bullies in seventh place. Chase and Carver trying to keep their playoff spot right now in a win in your end matchup against the West Coast Wombats, who are in 12th place, not really playing for anything. West Coast can't get in the playoffs, but they also can't get the ice bucket. So they have nothing to lose, nothing to gain. Zach, who do you have in this matchup? And are there any players to be thankful for? Um, I just realized the Green Bay Packers are not playing on Thanksgiving. It seems like they've always played on Thanksgiving. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, let me go over real quick. I got some uh, messages from Carver. He said that they are thankful for Kareem Hunt. Kareem, oh, boy. Yeah, Kareem Hunt, uh, who's, who's put up 14.40, 11.80, and 12.60 uh, the last three weeks. So, they are – Chase is – or Carver's very thankful for Kareem Hunt. West Coast Wombats, Matt and Courtney. Matt said that he is thankful for humility. <laughs> oh nice and Courtney says I'm thankful that I don't have to worry about the playoffs so that's, that's good what I, that's what I got from those guys um <laughs> a lot of humility from both those guys they should you know who should they, they should be thankful for is Derek Henry this dude's yes. been a stud um for Dean them get, yeah drafting him in the third round bringing back first round value this guy's been great um and, and tell us a little bit about I saw your tweet so 
you missed the long run by Henry, didn't you? Oh, I missed the whole third quarter. So what ended up happening was midway through halftime, I took Brandy's dad, my father-in-law, Tim, to the game. And we get there, and about halfway through halftime, it's kind of getting chilly. And I said, hey, do you want me to go buy some hot chocolate? And, of course, Zach, I started singing the hot chocolate song from uh, Pineapple. <laughs> yeah, or what's right, that? yeah. Or the Polar Express. Yes. Uh, yeah. How does that song go? Uh, hot, 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 hot chocolate. Something exactly. Like yeah. So I go down to get some hot chocolate, and I get in this long line. I'm like, oh, it's hot chocolate. Like, they're just, like, pouring from this, like, thermos. Like, what? It'll, it'll move fast. It does not move quickly. And I'm standing in line, and I realize, okay, halftime's over. They're about to start the third quarter. I'm, like, still halfway through the line. Within, like, a minute or two was that Derrick Henry – or the not the Derrick Henry touchdown, but I think it was the Dennis Kelly touchdown yeah. to, the, to the third tackle. I sat there in that line or stood there in line – I missed four touchdowns, and it only happened in like six game minutes. But I was in line for like a half hour. It was the it was the worst experience. I missed like four of like it was probably the greatest quarter at Nissan Stadium. They scored thirty five points or twenty eight points in in fifteen minutes of game time. It was it was awful. Yeah, oh, that's the worst. <laughs> that's the worst. Yeah. yeah, so I'm never getting hot chocolate again. Or maybe I should keep getting hot chocolate because they keep scoring while I was gone. What's yeah. funny is I I came back to my seat. And I'm holding two things of hot chocolate, and everyone's laughing at me. And Jacob and Jay, they just start like pointing back toward the stands. They're like, "Get out of here, leave!" Because while you're gone, we scored four touchdowns. <laughs> and as soon as yeah. I get back to my seat, I hand I hand Tim his hot chocolate, and I sit down. Yeah. And Leonard Fournette scores a one-yard touchdown. Oh. On so, <laughs> like, I'm the bad luck charm. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. With this matchup, I'm going to go the West Coast Wombats. I think that uh, they're going to keep riding Henry. Uh, maybe Bell will chip in as well. I, I mean, hey, Chase and Carver, also, y'all should be thankful for uh, Jonathan Williams with Indy over there. Oh, yeah. uh, dude's been a stud since you got him. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to give it to West Coast. Yeah, stealing my thunder, that's what I was going to say for, for Big Orange Bullies was Jonathan Williams. That is the player that has really put them in the playoff line. Like, two weeks ago, they were dead and gone. Yep. And now, you know, they spend all that money on Williams, and maybe we gave them a hard time about it. But Jonathan Williams is the reason that they're even in the playoffs right now. So, I, I think they should be thankful for them. I'm going to pick big orange bullies in this matchup and I'm going to, I'm not going to lock them up, but I'm, I'm going to pick them to win. West coast has been starting Darren Fells for three straight weeks, three points, four points, seven points. I just don't get it. They, they've got to have a better option at tight end. They're starting Danny Amendola, who I think has eclipsed double digit points twice this year. He's had five, six, eight, and five the last four weeks. I just don't like their matchup at all. One with Chase and Carver. Yeah. All right, Zach, next matchup here, Greg Coe in fifth place versus Matt and John, strong side, in 11th place. Does, does Matt or John, either of those guys, I'm sure Matt had somebody he's thankful for, right? Um, Matt sent me a text, and he said that we, H&F, should be thankful for that we did not uh, make a trade for Hawkinson. So I don't know if you remember when, the, I think it was the very first week, Hawkinson um, had a really good game one yes. of the first two weeks. And we, I texted Matt, and I was like, hey, what would it take for Hawkinson? And um, I can't remember if he didn't reply or he just said, like, we're, we're not going to trade him. And I'm so glad they didn't. And uh, he's been terrible since. So that is, I guess, what we're thankful for regarding strong side from Matt there is what I got from him. Um, as Greg Coe, I don't think Greg Coe sent me anything. I'm really surprised. Uh, he should be very thankful for Mr. Russell Wilson. I think oh, yeah. he would, uh, he kind of mentioned that on the call of the week a couple weeks ago this guy's been a stud drafting him in the the seventh round um just been mvp worthy so yeah russell wilson for greg 
you don't hear a lot of IDP talk from me, but I'm going to talk about a player on Greg's roster, oh, who, yeah. Joe Schobert. I mean, he's Dude. finished, I think, six weeks or seven weeks on our all-pro team as the top IDP. I mean, the dude's a freak right now. He's having a, a great year uh, in Cleveland's um, middle of the field. I mean, the guy is just a freak. I don't know. I don't know where Greg drafted him or if he even drafted him at all. I think he did yeah. draft him. But 11th round. Yeah, I mean, Joe Schobert. 151st overall. And the guy right now, he's the number one IDP in all of CMB, 157 total points. So, yeah, yeah, he's, his IDPs are really good. <laughs> so. I was, I was going to say Greg should be thankful for Terry, uh, Terry McLaurin, Scary Terry, but the guy, he had a couple of big weeks early on. In the last couple of weeks, 12, 9, 7, 9, 2, you know, he's, he's not been what he was to start the year, but I think Greg should just be thankful for what he has. Uh, he lost a lot this year. Um, and, and guys like, uh, I don't know if we can call TJ Johnson a loss, but, uh, carry on Johnson losing him. It's just, it's, it's been a rough go of it for, for Greg, but he still is in you know, fifth place at eight and four. So he doesn't have too much to lament over. Yeah. Uh, looking at this matchup, I'm going to give it to, uh, I'm going to give it to strong side on this one. Um, and maybe they can make a push into the playoffs. You never know, but I think the strong side is going to get the win here. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. This one's tough. I'm, I, uh, I want to pick, I want to pick Greg, but I'm going to go with strong side as well. So I'm, I'm going to give this to strong side. Okay. Um, my next matchup here, or the next one I, I'm, I'm seeing here on the sheet, this is Isaiah 4031 in ninth place versus Kemp's crew in sixth place. And Jordan has had a, you know, I know he's, he's right now he's the first team out, but Jordan's had a lot to be thankful for this year. When you look at his team, who comes to mind? Did he say anybody that he's thankful for? Yeah, Jordan sent me a message here, and he says, believe it or not, I am probably most thankful for trading Ertz for Landry. I didn't think I would ever be able to be thankful to trade an Eagle for a Brown. I never really thought I could be so thankful for a player from Cleveland, LOL. Oh, wow. All right. <laughs> so, yeah, he's, th he's thankful for that trade. So, <laughs> I, You know, looking at Jordan's team, I can't, you know – I'm trying to think of guys. I think he should be thankful for the fact that he was willing to part ways with so many Eagles players. I know he still has Carson Wentz, but he got rid of Nick Foles, I'm pretty sure. He got rid of Ertz. He's parted ways with, with guys that I know previously he wanted to keep around. Uh, and he pretty much moved his whole like Eagles thing to the Steelers. So he's owned most of the Steelers roster this year. He's got Jalen Samuels and James Conner. He's got Vance McDonald. I don't know. I, I think – Jordan has, you know, he's shaking things up this year and he's, and it's paying off for him. So I think Jordan's got a lot to be thankful for as well. Yeah. I think that he needs to uh, also be thankful for uh, Devonte Parker, who he, who he drafted in the 19th round. Yeah. All right. So like we got 23 rounds in our draft. He drafted him in the 19th round. And this guy has been, uh, here's his points the last few weeks. Uh, 15.70, 11.90, 20.50, 15.10. Um, and coming from Miami, I mean, nobody thought he's going to do anything, you know, with, with Miami's team this year. But he has been – I mean, that's some great value. Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. For Jordan Iwanison. So, yeah, he needs to be thankful for, for Parker for sure. All right, the other side of this matchup, Zach, did, did Jake say anybody he's thankful for? Yeah, it's, let me see here. Besides he said, his own brain, he's thankful for himself. I yeah, just, Jake I, says, I am thankful for Michael Jordan and all that he is to me. Oh, wow. That was a yeah. change of heart. That is pretty – I was <laughs> shocked, honestly. But, uh, yeah, it's what he said. Uh, did, did really – did he say anybody? Uh, no, he did not. So, yeah, no, I, nothing from Jake. 
Jake, more than any team, Jake probably has more to be thankful for. I mean, Goodness, yeah. if you if you look at guys like Darren Waller, I don't know where he, he drafted him, but Darren Waller, who has not been that great as of late, but Darren Waller probably won him some games earlier this season, you know, 27-point weeks, 31. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, was a, he was a shock player earlier this year. Um, I, I think Jake has made so many trades, it's hard to decide – which ones he won and lost. I think he definitely lost a couple trades here. I'm looking at Allen Robinson and his starting lineup. I know he's probably regretted that for most of the time he's, he's owned him in that trade. But then you look at guys that he traded for, Josh Jacobs, who's having just a monster year. Um, so, you know, Jake's team looks night and day different than it did after draft night. So Oh, huge. Yeah. And, I mean, I've said it before, but that Dak Prescott trade, um, I think, saved his team. He's been – Dak has been um, – Except for this past week, right? Um, he, he has been unbelievable. The guy's been—I mean, you could almost put him, almost put him in the MVP conversation. I mean, 39, 32.85, 27.05. He's the number three quarterback overall in our league. Wow. Um, and I mean, otherwise he had Philip Rivers, and we know how that is going to end uh, for Mister Rivers. But anyways, yeah, Jake. Jake definitely has a lot to be thankful for as well. Um, and I do appreciate the text about Michael Jordan. That was really nice. <laughs> All right, let's pick this matchup. Zach, who wins this one? Oh, man, looking at this, you go first. You go first. You go. I'm, pick, I'm picking Jake this week. Whoa. And no bold prediction or anything. I do – I'm kind of scratching my head at him starting Duke Johnson because he, he should know best that no matter how many, like, good carries and efficient carries Johnson has, that Bill O'Brien's just going to favor Carlos Hyde. Yeah. I, I still think that, that Jake gets the win this week. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it to Jake, too. Um, I just don't know if the running backs are going to do it for Jordan Iwanison, which means they'll probably go off. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going, to, I'm going to give it to Jake. All right, next matchup here. This is your second. Whoa, hey, hey, uh, bold prediction. Oh, yeah, let's hear it. Um, Kenny, Galladay, Kenny Galladay will be the MVP of the game um, on Thanksgiving, and he'll get the trophy, you know, whatever it is, like the turkey and all that stuff. It'll be Kenny Galladay. NEG, I love it. Yep. All right, next matchup here, second place, East Coast Wombats versus the fourth place, Tecmo Power Runners. Uh, these two teams, man, they have been kind of 1A, 1B uh, for different parts of the season. I know H&F, you guys kind of were middle of the road and then moved up into first place. But for a while there, it was Tecmo and it was East Coast battling for first and second place. So, Zach, <coughs> when you look at this matchup, which players do these teams, sh- or, you know, should they be thankful for? Yeah, I mean <laughs> – New England's the easy one uh, for East Coast. Honestly, both of these teams, DSTs, they need to be incredibly thankful for uh, East Coast getting them where they did. Pittsburgh for uh, uh, Tecmo. I mean, they got them for free for nothing on October 9th. Pace, you yeah. dropped them earlier. You remember that? You drafted them. I dra- I dra- Say that one more time. You drafted Pittsburgh and dropped them. Yes. Well, so they put up two points and then nine points yeah. in the first two weeks of the season. So I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, they need to be thankful for uh, their DSTs for sure, and and no doubt DJ uh, Chark for Jacksonville. Yes. I mean, been unbelievable for Tecmo. Uh, I got a couple messages uh, from these two teams involved here. Um, Reed says, not that they're thankful. He says we regret not drafting the goat Lamar Jackson. He oh. said they, he says we were deciding between Lamar. And Big Ben, ouch! Re- reverse thanks. Yeah, reverse thanks. So uh, that was from Reed. Got a text from Ross a little bit later, and it says East Coast Wombats are grateful for taking the best wide receiver in the league 
at pick 13 and the best defense in the league at pick 240. Yeah, I would agree with them. And New England, of any player or team in this league, it's got to be New England's defense and special teams. That should be they, – they really like – wherever they're doing Thanksgiving this year, Ross and Reed, they should say a prayer just for the, the Patriots <laughs> defense. Yeah, lift them up. Uh, yeah. Also, uh, Jeff sent a message, and he says, getting Dalvin Cook in round two. So there Yeah. You. Yeah, Dalvin Cook has saved their season in, in, in ways. I mean, they're starting Devin Singletary – uh, they've started David Montgomery in other weeks. Those guys have just done nothing at the running back position. I know Singletary's had a couple weeks, but I don't know. I mean, Dalvin Cook, without Cook, this where would this team be? You know, I, I don't see Tecmo doing anything if, if Cook gets injured next week or if he goes down at some point. Uh, knock on wood, of course, you know. But this team, when I look at this matchup, they're still starting Mike Jacecki. Just I can't remember how to pronounce that name. Uh, and, and they're starting him at tight end for the Dolphins, who this season's been so terrible. Five, two, three, zero, eight, eight, four. He said two weeks of double digit points, and that's it. So I don't, I don't see it happening for them this week. I'm picking East Coast. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm picking East Coast as well. Uh, Watson going up against New England's defense. Um, I think that'll be fun to watch. But uh, I just have kind of tempered expectations for Watson and the whole Houston offense in that matchup. So right. um, kind of in a game that doesn't really matter. I'm going for East Coast here. All right, next one here, Zach. This is the matchup of the week for people Woo! who are excited about ice yes. buckets. Yep. This is Dragon Energy in 13th place versus the Allman Brothers oh, boy. in 15th. And we already talked about it. Rich has to lose by, I think it's 50.36 is what we decided. He has to lose by that much to get the ice bucket but it's possible we've seen crazier things happen. Zach, who, uh, well, first, who, you know, who, who do these teams have to be thankful for? Yeah, I didn't get a message from Rish, but I did get a message from James Lane, fastest man in Putnam County. He, uh, <laughs> he sent a message, and this is, this is breaking news. All right. And I'm not sure if this has been approved by Blake, uh, but he says, we are thankful for the decision to not make any trades in the next year. Oh, wow. That's it. Yep. There you have it. I, is, is it kind of like one of those, like, enough's enough? Because they've been on the, the losing end of, of several trades in recent seasons. Yeah, I think the Chase Edmonds deal was the uh, dagger. And, uh, yeah, they, you know, maybe they should start Chase Edmonds this week. Just put him out there. Yeah, maybe. I mean, uh, I'm not sure about Johnny Smith. What do you think about that with him in the flex spot right there? I, I was looking at that myself. I don't, I don't understand that at all. I mean, the dude has put up – he's had one week over, over eight points. Yeah. I, that's the only spot I'm really curious about with them and, and Delaney playing. And, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so their IDPs are pretty solid. you got to hope for a monster game from Aaron Donald to uh, save you from the ice bucket right here. I mean, he could go off um, versus Arizona, but, man – yeah, they they've got a lot of a lot of players that can make it happen. That's my one spot. I'm like, you know, I'm just not sure about with them. Um, yeah, I'm I'm going to have to I'm going to have to give it to Dragon Energy on this. I'm giving this to Dragon Energy. It's my lock of the week. Whoa, whoa! And that's the bottom line. The Stone Cold said so. It's my it's my lock of the week, and it's my ice bucket lock. For James and Blake, they are destined, it seems like. My bold prediction is that Julian Edelman is going to score two touchdowns against the Houston Texans. Okay. Book it. 
Okay. Has, like he, hasn't had a, he hasn't had a touchdown since week eight when he had two against the Browns. And I think he gets he finds Pater twice this week against the Texans. So my lock is Dragon, and my bold prediction is also going to Dragon. I'm picking them this week. I like it. Sunday night game. Could happen. Let's do it. Zach, the next matchup here, this is H&F Industries, your first place team against your worst nightmare in 10th. Kevin still has a shot at the playoffs. He needs to win this week. This has got to be the highest projected matchup in terms of total points. Yahoo's projecting to be scored. And I think a lot of that has to do with Patrick Mahomes having a huge week against the Oakland Raiders, potentially. So, Zach, first of all, who do you and Brian have to be thankful for this time of year? Uh, Lamar Jackson, no doubt about it, getting him where we did. Um, and, and having the combo of him and Christian McCaffrey, um, I mean, doesn't get too much better than that in fantasy. So we are definitely thankful for those two. Um, question for you next year. Who is the first quarterback taken, Lamar Jackson or Patrick or Mahomes? I still think it's Mahomes. Really? Yeah. Unless unless Reed and Ross are somewhere uh, towards the end of that first round. Yeah, if if Jeff decides he doesn't want the first overall pick uh, when he wins the the uh, the pick him challenge and Ross and Reed somehow get it, I think they'll pick Lamar first overall. But um, that's just me. Yeah, he definitely won't be coming back if you had. I think I think Lamar will probably go in the end of the first early second in a normal league um right yeah it'll be interesting to see all right so for your worst nightmare i mean who does kevin i think kevin certainly should be thankful for the trade that took place between him and um jake so he got 20 17 and 40 point weeks for tyler lockett i know he's had nine and four point weeks the last two but i think kevin has that trade to be thankful for I know he ended up with Phillip Rivers and maybe started him for one really bad week, but Kevin has Patrick Mahomes and he had Drew Brees and he had Phillip Rivers. So he was just, you know, a, a embarrassment of riches at quarterback. Um, I think Kevin also is thankful that Darius Geis is back from injury who could have a big week this week. Who knows? Uh, so I, 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 uh, I think Kevin's got a lot to be thankful for, but I'm going to pick H and F still in this matchup. Yeah, I, uh, I'll probably, I mean, I'll probably go with us. Um, and I think that Kevin needs to be thankful for the most important thing is that Patrick Mahomes is somehow playing football right now. Right. Um, after that injury scare. I mean, you thought he's talked that he was going to be out for the year and all this stuff. And then miraculously, this dude's out there practicing way before the, uh, before he should even be out there on the field. So uh, he's got to be thankful for that. All right, Zach, the last matchup here. This is my matchup, pace in your face in eighth place versus IDP, still suck in third. I wouldn't really call this a rivalry. Um, I don't really know who's owned who in this matchup. I feel like I've gotten wins over IDPs the last couple of years, but they have the overall success, of course, uh, winning the championship more than once in this league. But, uh, you know, I'm always going to pick myself. I have a lot to be thankful for. I would say uh, Kyler, who's turned it on recently, um, Austin Eckler. I mean, definitely a guy I should be thankful for helped me out earlier this season. But I will say the, the player I'm the most thankful for is not a player on pace in your face. Okay. It is actually an IDP. Okay. And it is on Dragon Energy. I'm talking about Bernandrick McKinney, who last week or two weeks ago had a stat correction where his tackle assist was converted into a solo tackle and he beat strong side that propelled me into the playoff spot so (laughs) gotta gotta be thankful for him yeah there you go so zach who do you have in this matchup or who should who should i be thankful for zach you think oh man you got to be thankful for eckler um and the fact that he did what he did to start off 
and that he's still able able to produce with Melvin Gordon there, you know. Um, I think that you've definitely got to be thankful for DJ Moore, who has been a stud. Where'd you draft him at? Fourth uh, probably round. fourth round, yeah, yeah. Fourth round. I think he's just been solid. You know, every almost yeah. every single week he's put up almost d- double-digit numbers. And uh, I think that you really need to be thankful for the emergence of Mr. Kyler Murray the past few weeks who has oh, really, yeah. really turned it on for you and no better time to get hot than right now. So uh, I think you got to be thankful for him. So um, who are you picking in this matchup between you two? I know I, you got your defense spot empty. Could uh, yeah, I, I – I cut bait with the Raiders. It was time to it's time to let loose. They're playing the Chiefs this week, and there's no way I'm starting them. Yeah. Uh, so I, I still need to pick up a DST, but I'm not too worried about that. Yeah, I'm picking myself. I I like my matchup this week. Um, I don't know. You know, it's weird. I I almost feel like you know IDPs might want to start uh, Daniel Jones. I mean Brady the last three weeks, 14, 10, and 17 points. Yeah, I I don't think that that's the the worst idea. Um. So, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with you, Pace. I think that maybe you can pull this off and, and get into the playoffs. All right, that was your week 13 picks of the week, the Thanksgiving edition. Zach, shorter episode this week, but we have a lot to be thankful for uh, in fantasy, but also in real life. So hope you guys enjoy time with your families. Yeah. Hope you guys listen to this in the car uh, if you were traveling to see family and friends. Hey, I've actually, I've actually got a tweet of the week. Oh, let's hear it. All right. Time for a tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. All right. This, uh, I saw this and I just had to share it because I thought it was impressive. This is from Fantasy Football Today. The running backs in the 2017 NFL draft. Have you looked back on this? It's insane. Yeah, yes. I've seen it. Christian McCaffrey, round one. Leonard Fournette, round one. Dalvin Cook, round two. Joe Mixon, round two. Uh, these guys went in round three. Alvin Kamara, James Conner, Kareem Hunt. Round four, Marlon Mack. Aaron Jones in round five. Chris Carson in round seven. And Eckler was uh, a free agent. He didn't even get drafted. Uh, it's just unbelievable, the studs that came from the 2017 NFL draft. So quite, a, quite the list right there. Yeah, it's insane. I mean, we'll, we'll look back 10 years from now, and there will probably be five or six of those guys who are, are still playing in the league, and then another five, six years later are, are in talks for the Hall of Fame. I yeah, mean, that was just yeah. an insane class. It's unbelievable, yep. And Derrick Henry, another thing, too, I noticed. So dating back to the last 16 regular season games, so in the last year, Henry leads the league in rushing touchdowns, and I think in yards as well, and he has like, I want to say it's like six or seven yards per carry dating back to last season. I mean, it's just insane. Another thought I had before we close was, can you believe the contract that Jared Goff got in the offseason? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe it, man. I mean, you know, obviously they, they want to hitch their wagon to that. And, and yeah. if you have a quarterback that you feel like is your long-term answer, go ahead and pay him. But man. I've never I've never seen an offense 180 the way I've seen the Rams from last year to this year. It's crazy. Man, it's crazy. Yep. Yeah, so uh, that was our Thanksgiving episode, guys. Really enjoyed, uh, you know, spending some time. Next week, I will be out. I don't know if that's that's probably news to Zach. Um, so we will try and have an episode next week. But if not, we will we'll talk to you guys soon. Happy Thanksgiving. Love to eat turkey. <laughs> Love to eat turkey. <laughs> Love to eat turkey. Cause it's good. Love to eat the turkey like a good boy should. Cause it's turkey to eat so good.